and welcome to Thinkering. For those of you joining us live or listening in on the podcatchers, uh, we thank you so much. For more information, head over to thinkering.space where you can check out everything that we have collected uh, in these now 40 episodes. <laughs> so uh, please join us uh, by heading on over there. How's it going, everyone? I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. And so today, try to get some normality going over here. You know, there's a lot of things going on, but um, and other more pressing things are more discussed in the news than not. So we're going to bring the other random stuff that we think is worthy of talking about. Um, which we start off by actually talking about something that's already been on the news. Um, <laughs> uh, oil. I never thought I'd see a day where we could actually say that we're, oil is is priceless. Mm. Is priceless the right word? I don't know if priceless is the right word, <laughs> but I understand I mean, yeah. the sentiment. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's indebted at this point. I think it what it's a negative thirty-seven dollars a barrel. Yes. I think this is isn't even updated. Hit, was it thirty plus? It's negative thirty-seven. I think. Negative oh, see, that's the last thing I saw yeah. right there was somewhere around twenty. So that's crazy. So, so that means they're basically paying the ships to drop off the stuff no 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 is that how it's working i so, couldn't even begin to understand i don't know um, yeah, i have no idea it, <laughs> uh well i think for the last what 15 years uh i want to say that we've all uh have dealt with um expensive expensive gasoline um i think 2004 um was probably like the last year that i saw gas prices at what we see them at right now mm. and they're continuing to drop clearly which this is up for debate you know whether or not this is um good or bad true, well good or bad but also true statement that the amount of people on the road um has diminished i have a suspicion though that the amount of people off the road is not it's not as high but it's high enough to kind of make a couple things more clear and i mean that with all mm -hmm. pun intended you know mm -hmm. uh you go to any metropolitan area right now uh you do have a skyline that is visible yeah which yeah it's crisp it, and i can breathe easily I say yeah, it, nice. it hurts to breathe so free <laughs> so much free <laughs> yeah so it's it's odd to talk about oil being negative <laughs> in value uh well i think there's there's um the you mentioned the uh the less people driving and i think that's probably one of the biggest factors but there's also i think a um underlying factor that iran and and uh Russia right now are trying i think they're trying to oversaturate the oil market mm. so I don't know if that's also part of it, but <laughs> yeah, well, what it happens with that oversaturation? Uh, if what? if you if all of a sudden we have a bunch of oil that for the, at least the last 15, 20 years, the argument has been that this, we have to ration because, you know, we're going to deplete what natural resource mm -hmm. that yeah. that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they call that uh, peak oil or something like that. 
So, I don't know. That's uh, it's just odd timing, right? It is a I little mean, bit bizarre, yeah. Especially since um, you know, so the world oil economy works off of the U.S. petrodollar. Um, when we got off the gold standard um, as a con- country, we shifted our monetary system to the petrodollar. So it's backed on oil. Um, the U.S. dollar is backed on oil. And basically everybody agrees that if you're going to trade in oil, you have to trade oil in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, China decided that they wanted to cut in on this game. And so they also I think they have the petro yen or yuan, petro yuan. Um, and so they're competing in a parallel mar- market right now for uh, monetary supremacy vis a vis the oil market. Um, so we might be seeing a little bit of uh, yeah, purposeful tanking of the market for the U.S. side, that. so that the other big players can move over to the yuan petro or the petro yuan. Um, we might be seeing that in the future. I think we should <laughs> we should keep an eye on that because, right. uh, yeah, it seems as though there is a coordinated effort to tank to the petrodollar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that just that explanation alone, Nick, and what I've read as well. It does seem like what in sports would be called a salary dump. Like you mm. see an opportunity coming, so you're going to get as get rid of as many uh, of what everybody else would consider assets because you see something bigger on the horizon. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that sounds very uh, feasible, especially considering the 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 type of characters that have the character, excuse me, that have to come into play for something like this. When it comes to oil, these aren't. This isn't your 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 uh, ninety nine cent store manager that you have to go sit down and talk to. These people understand economy and commerce on a different level. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. So if if this is the case, we're internationally people are wanting to sway towards the competing value going back to what the circulation aspect of it or what is valued on the u.s dollar hasn't dropped in value not yet but Mm -hmm. if since the u.s dollar's value is based on oil if they crash the oil market and make oil worthless intrinsically our dollar is worthless. worthless okay then but now all of a sudden oh okay i think i kind of had a thought there and answered my own question that okay so my question was if that's the case then why are we trying to buy more oil based on you know probably our- probably because um the lee the 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 coming new competitor won't do any business with us we might be seeing sanctions like we placed on Iran right, if yeah. the petro yuan gets into play, or simply we tariffs, might, tariffs, or just don't agree with on anything, yeah. any sort of petrol. Yeah, so it's it's quite possible that yeah, they're they're Trump. I know he was talking about this in the beginning of the whole coronavirus crisis, is that oil was being dumped into the market, mm-hmm. and he was snatching it up. He was buying basically filling the U.S. oil reserves. Um, that could be an anticipation for something like this, the competitive, you know, parallel economy coming up and, you know, edging us out of the uh, competition. 
therefore we need to make sure that we have our own supply. So if, you know, China and Russia decide to, you know, screw us, then we're going to be okay, at least small way. Okay. Um, well, I guess that's a small, big investment that <laughs> we, yeah. we might make. Uh, it might be necessary in the future. In the future, yeah. you know. Yeah. At least now, they know, so. know how it's moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in my attempt to segue into our next topic, obviously the, the, the concern about oil prices dropping is, you know, it, it just adds to what already is going on, right? As far mm-hmm. as uh, the uh, the uncertainty, right? Just add just a snowflake in the avalanche, yeah. Yeah, and so to segue away from that, let's talk about something a little more more upbeat, more music like, uh, which of course isn't really uh, doing so well either because. Clearly, one of the thing, problems that a lot of businesses are dealing with right now is the fact that no revenue is coming in. And one of the industries that we all grew up with um, is definitely hurting. So now let's talk about Amoeba Music. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is a Los Angeles staple, uh, which, I mean... When was the last time we you could say you went to a record store? You know, <laughs> the last uh, years. Who <laughs> was Amoeba? I think, yeah, Mine, yeah, yeah so, same here. You know, this, uh, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, I I have a vinyl player and stuff, but I mean, it's you know, it's like I don't know. I, I can't necessarily feel too bad because it's a music store and we've all seen how Sam Goody has gone. We all seen how warehouse went. They made a run and they have way less uh, brick and mortars than all the rest. Yeah. Um, They're well-established. If you ask me, they should turn it into a museum. It's, and and I I say it that way because instead of starting a GoFundMe to stay open in the same capacity, this isn't the first time they've been threatened to have to close. This isn't going to be the last time they've had to threaten to close. Uh-uh. And if I'm, uh, if I remember correctly, if they were to shut down right now temporarily, it wouldn't be the first time they shut down for a small period of time. Oh yeah, yeah. So they did that a year or so ago, something like that. And, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're re, they're uh, renovating." No, they didn't. It's the exact same. Nothing changed. In fact, most of the same workers when I went, I remember seeing a lot of the same people who I had seen in the past. So, well, yeah, this is a <clears throat> that's an issue kind of with with land and rent in California mm-hmm. is that when you're an old business, you get a location in a prime spot. Right. Especially you when in. you get grandfathered into yeah. a really nice neighborhood and whoever owns that piece of property, I'm assuming it's not Amoeba, is probably really pissed they can't sell it for, you know, twenty oh, yeah. million dollars to oh, put yeah. up a, a condo. You know, they're, they're less than eight hundred feet away from the arc light theaters. And yeah. So many yeah. other things in that plaza. It, that it could be luxury upon uh, apartments in oh, basically yeah. a which, year. Which you're right. That, I believe that building right on the other side. I believe it's right behind. It. Yeah. 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 They want more. They want more. Right. We can't have enough luxury apartments here in Los Angeles. We no, need not at all. Not enough people <laughs> living on top of each other. Do, do yeah. we have twenty nine thousand yeah. people living within a square mile? Well, do we're trying we to get there. Space? <laughs> we're trying to get there. Um, yeah. but, but to be, to be totally, uh, transparent, 
about what I believe Amoeba would really thrive in doing. Let's just be honest. They've had in the past when they were a more popping venue, they had plenty of uh, shows there. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they have a lot of steals from those. They've had countless amounts of um, uh, uh, rollouts and releases and album listening. Like there is enough history that has happened in that building. They've had enough sales in that building. Take one copy of all of the greatest albums that's ever been sold out of that building, put them all on the walls, tell a little, have somebody come write a little story about it. And guess mm -hmm. what? You now have a nice museum, something that people can actually enjoy. And it, you can leave the same signage and everything. I just gave them an entire business template that I'm not asking for money for and they won't use it. I promise. But I, th I thought we were, I thought we gone through this already. I feel like I'm having deja vu. And maybe, yeah. and maybe, Jose, you can clarify a little bit because I thought we went through this already. Amoeba, I thought, was getting historical landmark status. Yes. I thought they were getting historical landmark status, which would, uh, in Almost essence, ex ex exempt them from any sort of eviction or at least True. building. Well, I think I, I um, I'll say that there's probably other entities and aspects to how they're trying to keep their business afloat. So maybe the physical location like is solidified, but they still have expenses that they, I'm guessing they're they're trying to cover in this GoFundMe campaign, mm -hmm. like right, well, asking for a crazy amount. So it's <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I think yeah, I think that's why Keelan's point is a good one. Make it a museum. Stop effing around with the records. Only hipsters buy records, and they're all broke right now. So but that's too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. Well, I mean, well, you know, like, we have to strike... we find them on sale for the record. This reminds me. I don't know if you've got you probably watch Parks and Recreation, but if anybody out there has watched Park Re Parks and Recreation, this is an exact episode, somewhat like this, where there's a video store that they want to save because around forever and the fucking owner refuses to have any up-to-date videos it's all it's like obscure european movies and like betamax and like <laughs> you know the movies you would never want to watch and so like you know they have to make a point and say that the, it has historical landmark status and you know so they get the landmark status and then the the owner of the shop turns it into a porn shop yep, yep. and everybody starts coming in and buying so it's like you have to strike a balance yep. between the free market and sort of having government step in and help out, especially in an instance like this. You know, mm -hmm. it should be a museum. Um, the fact that the business owners don't want to maybe let go of the music side of it is right. is a little bit silly. But you could even have it be a museum and a record store. Just take half of your stock out. In the reality, no one buys physical music anymore. I know. Way too yeah. easy. Way too easy. I, know. I mean, it's trying to split. So if I remember the landscape of the building itself, um, I think a good prime amount of the space is a stage. If I'm not, I'm not mistaken. It's it's uh, I, and so I was going to bring that up. I'm not sure if Amoeba owns that part. And that's what I did just think about is that is a very large plot of land. I'm not sure if that backside were, were like you were saying the stage area and all of the uh like the, the sitting and flowering area out back i'm not sure if that's considered a part of amoeba or if that's even the same land it could be like iheart radio or hear uh -huh. music or exactly. something like that it would just be really there's all kinds of events and they're usually private events that happen in there yeah like it would be to discover yeah. that uh 
the amount of albums and, and records that they actually have there is no bigger than uh, what the equivalent of, let's say, the 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 room you're in right now, Nick. Because I I, I just I from what I remember, it was wow. spread out, mm-hmm. like everything was you know the, it, I don't think the yeah. issue of like being confined um, is present there. So. Not necessarily. I mean, I think uh, there are there's a tons of records there. There mm-hmm. are a ton. They're probably uh, obnoxiously so, and probably too many, in my opinion. Yeah, if if you're going to go to Amoeba, and this is probably one of the reasons that the business fails to begin with, you have to be there for two or three hours to find something that you want to commit to buy. And most places don't. Most businesses don't operate well when you have customers that linger for two or three hours, mm-hmm. because what do they do? They pick up five or six records that they want to buy, and then end up only picking one that they're going to buy. Because that's what you give people time enough to consider what they're spending their money on. They're going to always decide to put things away. And so, if you're looking for records for three hours and you pick out ten records that you want to buy, by the end of the time you're ready to check out, I guarantee you're only going to have two or three records in yep. your hands because you're like, oh, I can't, I can't afford this. I can't justify this. I, I only like a couple this. songs in this yep. album. You know, like you're going to talk yourself out of buying. Right. So, and yeah. With you saying that, I'll, and I also want to add this about another reason Amoeba just needs to, not should, they need to change their approach. If I'm being honest, I only go to Amoeba if I'm looking for an album that's more than seven to 10 years old. Mm-hmm. If I'm, again, no one buys physical music anymore. Yeah. If I am looking to buy a physical piece of music, it has to be old and eight times out of 10, it's either going to be on vinyl. Or it's going to be something I'm not opening, and I want it for collector's value. Like, well, uh, and don't nest, don't ever album. He had, he had to go to the Amoeba to try to find you know, rare records or anything like that. Well, right, which is also those will, very be, hard those to will do. be marked up to the ass. You mm-hmm. know, like it'll be they'll be crazy expensive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I want to make that clear. I'm going looking for old used records. Old used records, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And even some of those, like if you're looking for Beatles records or, you know, like you Bob be willing Dylan to records, pay $3 not, for something that don't yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> you're not paying $3 for that. You're paying like 30, 40 bucks for, a, you know, like a janky old Beatles record. You could be, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, you know, hopefully they can stay around in some sort of capacity. I think right. that. It, you know, the Amoeba adds something to the LA landscape, especially architecturally and business, you oh, know, yeah. like building wise. So I think that they should at least get the historical landmark status. Something. Um, but just move, move them to Melrose, make it a landmark. I don't know what to tell them to do, but they, I think they have to find a happy median, probably with the property owner and with the city itself. Uh, yeah, we can't, we can't yeah, bail out. We can't bail them out every time. <laughs> right. What was that, Jose? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying that 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 that's a struggle, you know, trying to find a uh, oh, have land in the city that will let you just be. Oh no, yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Not unless you're a billionaire and you can literally just pay them. Okay, leave me alone, money. Not not until we have uh, people stop coming from Middle America to make it big in in Hollywood. Sure, you know that. Yeah, that's a different argument, which but, may yeah. happen eventually. <laughs> Maybe people will stop wanting well, to come. We to know <laughs> with with you saying that um, there are a lot of up, upswings in location. I guess you can say in different places around the country that they are shooting things in. So I think what you're saying is very 
true. It's just a matter of what would be the area. Um, for the South, it kind of became Atlanta. For mm. uh, North, it became like the Jersey, Boston area. Mm. Um, I'm very curious with the Midwest. Would it be like Chicago or Kansas? Probably. You know? <laughs> I mean, either one. They can get tax breaks everywhere but California. So Right, right. I'm thinking St. Louis, if I'm being totally honest. but Or Missouri yeah. in general. I, I know it, it looks a little more city than people would know or realize. All right. All right. Let's move on to uh, our next. Yes. Oh, yes. So, obviously, other things going on is um, coinciding with what is going on, and that means a lot of parks have been shutting down. So, what are one of the remedy, one of the solutions that some municipalities have decided to do to some, you know, uh, in this in this case, skate parks, is uh, sand everything down. It's happened in Los Angeles. It's happened in a bunch of cities all over the place. Um, but you never, ever disallow someone to go to a skate park. Why? Because it's not possible. Because they'll <laughs> dig it right out and go back to what's what's good. That's right. Yeah. The most yeah, resilient yeah, group of children you'll ever meet, skateboarders. Yeah, skateboarders, they'll never, never stop skating. I mean, come on. Well, this brings up a, another good point. One of the things that clearly that has been enforced uh, with us is the fact that we have to have uh, social distancing. Mm -hmm. They have, in some states, they've limited you to go outside. Fine, I'm not disputing that. But for the states that do have some flexibility, like here in California, with the exception of some sites, you know, like yeah. beaches or parks, that the city will will give you a ticket for if you're there for the most part there there is some form of encouragement that you can go work out or be be proactive right. uh, as long as you're distancing yourself from there, i think there's just a a i think there's probably just a like law or or concern about lingering mm -hmm. yeah, at I least think it, i definitely think it has more to do with lingering at this point mm -hmm. yeah but if you tell okay so yeah and I mean, th this this is a perfect example of like they're not grouping again up with each other, right? I mean, let's let's just say they're they're practicing social distancing. Okay, maybe not so much in that moment right now. They're moving all the dirt away, but clearly they're on skateboards. <laughs> they are no way to be that close to, to each to other. They're young level. immortals that basically don't want to stay <laughs> at home, and they're saying screw it. And honestly, I can't blame them. I can't blame I mean, them. No. I can't blame them for, you know, like Keelan made a great, made a great point about this. You know, these skates are sometimes the only thing that keeps kids out of trouble. 1, and for the, for our government to take away those services for children like that mm -hmm. is irresponsible. Um, I think there could definitely be better ways on handling it for sure. Well, not just that. I think um, all you have to do is go to one public advisory board meeting, which I've been in many and see the way they have to fight to get these skate parks. See mm. how hard some communities are fighting to have them, some communities are fighting to not have them, mm. uh, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the amount of effort you put in and then the reasoning they put behind it, let's just be honest. There's so many gymnasiums in most cities because they say the gym is somewhere for um, our, somewhere for our children to be, somewhere for our, 
uh, society to have so that we can escape the things that are going on outside of those buildings. So we can escape the things that are going on um, in some of our households, depending on the person and their situation. Yeah, so we, we talk about, I mean, we, we like to knock on like, you know, things like safe spaces and stuff, but these right. types of things are actually safe That's spaces for at risk youth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I think that it's ironic that the people who say they need a safe space on their college campuses are also the ones saying that these children aren't allowed to have a space where they can reasonably, ex- uh, you know, express themselves and exercise while they don't necessarily have to be kissing each other or anything, right. you know, but they can still skate around. And as long as it doesn't get to, you know, 200 people or 100 people right. in a skate park, then what difference? Well, and, and that's exactly what I was getting at is there is a reason for skateboarders, skateboarders, bicyclists or, 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 or uh, um, extreme bicyclists. Because Yeah, BMX. There is, yeah, there is a uh, ranking to this. Yeah. But um, there it's almost impossible for them to be within six feet of one another without hurting each other. Right. Right. <laughs> so you, you, you put a lot of these things in a context and these are supposed to be the reasonable people giving us reasonable solutions. And if we're being honest, they're giving us more problems than solutions. But mm. we can touch on that in a moment. Yeah. Um, if, if we're looking for a reasonable solution, what's more reasonable than putting me on a board that can take me from anywhere to two miles an hour to 18, 20 miles an hour? And there's another person that I cannot be around or else both of us are going to be injured. If there's any better way to practice social distancing, I wish I skateboarded more as a child. In an open air environment, you know, like with plenty of fresh air. I mean, look, if this thing is aerosolized and airborne, we're all going to get it anyway. So what difference does it make? We'd probably be safer out in the open air than we would be in an apartment complex with 100 units that all have ventilation tied to each other. You know, recycle it like... Are you safer in your apartment with all of your ventilation connected to the other apartments that are, you know, I mean, I just don't get it. Who's 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 more at risk? A guy that got got arrested for paddleboarding in the middle of the ocean by himself or somebody like stuffed into a 400 person apartment complex. Like I just. I don't get it. And I think we're kind of seeing a little bit of the silliness of these restrictions, especially perhaps we're seeing illustrated as well that arbitrary restrictions may never succeed. And I, I, it's as long as we have a youth like that, and we always will because the youth is always like that, arbitrary restrictions will always fail because you're going to find people who will work do loopholes and workarounds. Right. You fill in my skate park. Okay. I'm bringing a shovel. Right. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to touch on getting back to those kids in that video specifically, those kids had push brooms, not mm-hmm. only like, that's not a push broom. You're just finding that is a full size industrial push broom. And there, no, they brought it there. <laughs> so yeah. either they were able to grab that from their home yeah, or it was already there because someone is aware of the resilience, once again, of skateboarders. I don't know mm, any other group of athletes, because that's what they are. I don't know any other group of athletes that are willing to go and redesign and restructure an entire courtyard just for 20 minutes. If you I give- would bet I would bet they stashed those brooms somewhere near the skate park. So whenever the fills it in, they, they have the brooms them. ready. Yep, to- I believe so. Yeah. But and mm-hmm. that's but and to the point, that is what we have all clearly seen from that particular group of athletes, the skateboarders, 
They yeah. are resourceful. They are uh, relentless. Let's make sure we are very. And they've never followed the rules and ever. <laughs> the rules are part of their game. Breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yeah. a fence. Hey, can we all? Can all ten of us get over that and get some footage really quick? Yeah. Cool. We have a successful day. And that's not to say that they're right, <laughs> but it is to say that when you understand what the demographic before you is, the skateboarding community is probably the next closest thing minus the guns to a gang community mm-hmm. because their sole business is to do things against the grain period yeah yeah and, and for fun for fun it's not to hurt anyone it's not to oh yeah yeah price, of course but it's yeah. it's their level of fun and i, I want to say before it's like radical else, indiv- individualism right and, and also but there was one problem i had with that video um and the kids and what they were doing mm. why didn't somebody supply these kids with masks <laughs> that, well, that they're was my immortal, only problem. So that was my matter. only problem. They're fine. <laughs> they're yeah, no, I agree. Man. I mean, you know, if they if they really wanted to 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 have boxes ticked for social media, if they had masks on and were skating, then they would have probably skirted any sort of criticism that they're breaking, um, you know, quarantine. So they should probably think about that for the next videos. Right. Just put a mask on and then nobody can criticize you guys for skating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you're trying. At least you, you're showing you understand what's going on out here. That's and, right. And uh, for my last statement on that, the, uh, the last or the difference between for those who caught our previous episodes and heard me speaking of the kids playing ball and those things. The difference between a skateboarder and a basketball player, and I'll just use those two things as instance. Again, a skateboarder is on a piece of board that is on four wheels that is carrying them to and from at a high velocity of speed. It's very difficult to be next to or with someone else without hurting yourself. A basketball player, however, even if you're playing one-on-one, you're going to have to get a lot closer than six feet, and it's going to be nonstop until that game is over, and those are two totally different scenarios. Also, if you've never played intense basketball, take it from me, you will rub sweat with another grown person. Lots of it. It's going to happen. Hope you guys (laughs) count. Oh, man. Uh, Well... Let, let's let's try to get things more indoor indoors now, right? So uh, that was a horrible segue, but stay inside. <laughs> stay inside. Uh, well, our next uh, thing that we're going to talk about, um, as you can see right off the bat, um, <laughs> is I don't know. Uh, <laughs> how to explain? <laughs> yeah, Keelan's going to take this one over. Yeah, so uh, this is what they call the curator battle. Museum curators decided, I believe this was uh, this morning or maybe yesterday. It might have been Monday, um, April 20th. But some museum curators decided that they wanted to have a battle on Twitter of who had the creepiest artifacts in their museum. (laughs) Seeing as how they're all shut down, uh, a good portion of these people still have to go to work. They already worked in a secluded type of environment. And this is how they found fun uh, from all around the world. You had so many different museums chiming in. You had, as you see on the screen, Ripley's, believe it or not, jumped in. And um, nobody is a winner and here. And no, nobody's a winner. Nobody <laughs> is a winner. These are <laughs> absolutely so disturbing. Line. And it I is mean, nightmare feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Images. A lot of these images and a lot of these artifacts were posted. <laughs> and there's in- that guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
they were posted <laughs> and put out there simply to create nightmares and they yeah. are in, encouraging you if anyone is affected by any of these to go and let them know via twitter via dm how bad your uh, nightmares were because of these someone things. stole our gift museum idea put, oh yeah yeah <laughs> dang it gift museum was such a great gift idea museum. Oh Damn. man, Gift Museum. Uh, um, well. And so a couple of things that I was able to catch up as you continue to scroll through. And there's as you guys see, there's just so many different things. That looks like a velociraptor you just passed. Um the there cat? are things no 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 that that looks like uh, uh like a Harajuku kitty or something. But no, um a little higher there was it. But so as you see there, that little ball is someone's hair bun. That is a plague suit from i believe the 1600s maybe 1700s that orange thing that's, that's a pretty kinky that's a mask that someone yeah. will put on to protect themselves from a plague similar sure. to what we're doing now oh yeah i think it was furry play it's quite a long nose you got there Mr. i think play it was doctor. about furry play as well <laughs> looks like a duck to me well this kind of reminds me of like the ripley's uh believe it or not place mm -hmm. did you guys ever go to that in hollywood we haven't i have not no oh yeah that, we used to go to that all the time as a kid. I don't know why. It was it was like the one thing we I did in Hollywood. Well, never did anything else. There. I, I I just accepted walking down Hollywood Boulevard as believe it or not as it is. Yeah, you know, oh my god! That's For those of you that don't know and think that you know L.A. is all about glitz and glamour, just YouTube a shot of like the Hollywood Strip <laughs> at any given Friday or Saturday night, and you will find out that. There's not oh, much glamorous about Hollywood. <laughs> right. Hollywood it, is so beautiful. You'll sleep on the streets and live there forever. Oof, man. It is rough. <laughs> it is rough. And, you know, like it's starting to, you know, obviously we have Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles, but mm -hmm. the whole neighborhoods are starting to get real bad, man. It has to do with, you know, just the housing changes and such a prices it's, it's going so through much. the roof and there's so much involved with it but yeah, yeah hollywood guys don't come here to california it's not going to make your dreams we're full i guarantee you we're, we're full and i guarantee you you'll have a better life wherever you are i mean unless you're in a really bad situation then come to california you might make it and be a star but if you have a normal life and in and in a, in a you know a family that loves you just stay where you're from man honestly it's it's not worth the rent. It's, it's not. not worth the rent. <laughs> Look, should, should we tell them how much a studio is just to <laughs> man, man, my place. Oh, look. So I was living in an area in L.A. for a long time, me and Jose. And um, we were in that specific area in 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 Los Angeles where the rents were still kind of decent. But everywhere around us was starting to get more and more and more expensive. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, I think there was an apartment that I was renting at one point for $1,000. It was a one bedroom, a pretty big one bedroom. Um, yeah, it's going for like 2200 now. Going yeah. for 2200 now, yeah. easy. Yeah. I, had the, I had a studio, what, down by Playa Vista before Playa Vista became Playa Vista? Mm-hmm. I said that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> before, uh, yeah, before it got before it, yeah, before it got Googleified. Um, yeah. yeah, my studio was the lowest. I think it was nine twenty five that I paid for it. The most it was it came up to nine seventy five because rent. You know, mm -hmm. they upped it every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last I checked, it was going for twenty three hundred. Now, 
That's a studio right there too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Do they get a butler or any? That means the one bedroom party? has to be more like twenty eight hundred then for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say one of the places I moved out of, I know for a fact had a nine hundred dollar hike literally the next month after I moved out. Oh yeah, well they'll do that on purpose. They'll they'll mm -hmm. find a way legal. to let you leave or make yeah, you leave that is so legal. that they can as long raise as no the one's rent. under contract. That's illegal for right. me too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And um well I that was actually say, I want to encourage I want to encourage a good segue. Hmm? I want to encourage two things. I want to encourage everyone out there to read more. And the next thing I want to encourage, read about the things you're involved in more. That's mm. all. Gotcha. <laughs> it's good all advice right. for everybody. Hey, that, yeah. that just stemmed from knowing that most people don't understand why rent jumps. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Because they vote for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I guess California, California words its bills in a way that confuses everybody. And we're all like, okay, so we don't want a gas tax. So we have to vote no on the gas tax, but no actually means yes. So you have yes. to vote yes on the gas tax or to not have the gas tax. That's literally what they did yeah, that's, a year that's and a half ago. Did, yeah. I remember the one you're talking about. And most of that money went, uh, uh, went straight to taxes and that money went to street repair which did not go to street repair and the 12 or 13 billion dollars that went into our high-speed rail system that is basically oh. hey, it, it's going bakersfield to Merced. jose it's i know i know bless you you're the only person in california <laughs> that actually cares about this thing <laughs> and, honestly hey, it, it's going to be a central valley staple okay even okay, though the 14 to 100 yeah. 14 billion dollars <laughs> for bakersfield to merced is definitely not worth the price it was paid for I'm sorry. You can do that Amtrak in like three hours. This one, you could do it in two and a half. Oh, yep. <laughs> I hear you. Let's do it, Jerry oh, Brown. Oh, come oh. back and <laughs> come on, Jerry Brown. Come back and give us a whole thirty. Uh, man. <laughs> well, as as you know, the topic slightly I brought up about uh, uh, reading fine print, you know, with the rents and things like that. Um, it's definitely uh, important to read about what shady stuff happens <laughs> in some places. Um, so this story came out at the beginning of the week. Uh, and yeah, it's um, as the title says it, uh, a property manager is pretty much under fire right now because he... It, because he has access to people's uh, personal information, he verified that some people got the stimulus check, and he just wanted to know if he was getting his money. Mm -hmm. um, is not cool. <laughs> no, it's He's money not. hungry, man. Certainly, yeah. I, so, I think well, this is a perfect example of um, people in their uh, privilege isn't the word I'm looking. Entitlement. People's mm -hmm. entitlement. Because this person has uh, contracts with these folks and he has their, or yeah, I believe it was a man. Yeah. This gentleman has everyone's personal information. They saw fit to utilize it to um, get the information they needed. Yeah. And it's a breach of, per, of yeah, personal I, privacy I, for sure. I feel like there has to be a vetting process that he passed and now he's going backwards on that. Because yeah, I, just, I would hope that there's more that goes into property owning and being able to run property than just being someone who had the money to buy in. 
because this shows a very low level of integrity from all parties involved. No, as far as I know, there's no vetting process to become a landlord. I think you just have the money and then that's it. You become the landlord. Yeah. So, but it's interesting is you can, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. Actually, I kind of do understand where it's coming from because obviously the banks don't want to take any responsibility, but it would stand to reason for me that of these, all of the passing of the buck needs to trickle up instead of trickling down. It seems like landlords are getting upset at their tenants because they can't pay the rent, but not going to the banks and saying, hey, F you, I'm not paying my mortgage this month because I got no money. You know, so it's like either the banks are kind of pushing landlords to try to collect as much as they can, or the landlords are just not going to the banks and saying, screw you. Or they are going to the banks and saying, screw you, and still trying to get the money from their tenants as well as maybe a double dip because they might be able to get forgiven for the mortgage payments for three months and still still Mm -hmm. charge tenants. That means that's all money in pocket, baby. They don't have to declare it. it, They don't have to give it back. Yeah. I think it could be a little bit of that and or there are some people who um, those some of those property owners are probably in the negative with the bank as well. And they need that money to stay current. Yeah, they do. But the thing and that's that's what I was talking about. I think this whole thing should trickle up. Those property owners shouldn't be held responsible for not paying their mortgages, just like the tenant shouldn't be held responsible for not paying their rents. Right. I think that everything that should, as well. You're right. If, if we're giving money to the giant corporations and the banks, it, everything needs to trickle up to their doorstep and say, hey, look, we're not paying our mortgages. We're not paying our rents. Mm-hmm. You guys got to deal with it. Sorry. You're getting the trillions of dollars. You guys are, you know, you guys have all the money in the world to play with. Right. So you're already you're just going to take the L for three months. Sorry. Yeah. And if you can't sustain that, and you know, you know what that means. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, exactly. And your bank, yep. obviously, and this is the issue: so the banks can't can't take a hit like mm-hmm. this. And that's the problem: is we're seeing how fragile this entire system is. It's like none of us can take a hit. We're all, I mean, like the, our economy is obviously a paper tiger. We all talk about how strong the economy is, but it took just this one instance to bring it to its right. knees. Right. So. You know, like there's there's much more, you know, a dangerous implications for what this landlord did. But I think that that's probably more of a dude probably had SSNs, probably mm-hmm. had all pedigree credentials. And I believe there's a way to look on the IRS.gov if you get your yes when your stimulus check is coming. Yeah. So I think Basically. all he probably did was plug and play uh yeah. SSNs. And you know, like it it's not necessarily I mean like it's unethical and he shouldn't have done it. And you probably should be sued for you know playing with personal information in that way. But it also kind of just seems to me that that would be something a shysty business owner would do. Yeah, fair. I, I couldn't say have said it better because that's really all it comes down to. And um, for clarity, yeah, there there is um, an a feature on the app that they can follow. And I think what the issue was for the guy who 
made the original complaint, who went to the board on him and everything. I think his main complaint isn't just about the property manager, but also to the IRS that their protocols clearly aren't stiff enough. And Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I know he's requesting is not just, you know, of course, whatever legal action he's taken against him or the Mm -hmm. the property, right? But then there's also, he has a list of demands that he wants from the IRS as far as giving people a annotation, notes on who has and when has their information been tracked through the IRS and from what computers and making a list of those things. I think then uh, they'll understand what it is that even we're saying here, which is it just has to be a, a little bit stiffer. You know, okay, you have my SSN, but you should have maybe a little more information. Maybe there should be some sensitive questions in there that my landlord couldn't gain access to or my employer couldn't gain access to. Yeah, I think so. I think you're probably right about that, but that would require the, the individual to create some sort of IRS profile. Um, and yeah. I don't oh. think that they have the capacity for creating IRS profile. Right. I don't I know if say, anybody you wants IRS that. In the DMV as soon as you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So it's like, I, I think that what happened was, is that there was an option for you to go to the IRS website probably punch in your SSN and they would give you an S when your check was coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's what the guy did. Now the IRS wasn't anticipating somebody with a list of SSNs being able right. to just, you know, go and read that. They think, right. Oh yeah, you, you're the only person that knows your SSN off the top of your head. You type it in, you get your money is coming. So yeah, I think it's probably just an exploit. This guy exploited the system. Um, I think that we're probably not going to get an IRS profile. At least, let's hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Listen, if you're but, listening to IRS, that is not what we are suggesting. Next story, I think we're, we'll we'll see yeah. how 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 flagged we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of profiles, everybody who owns a Tinder profile is probably um, very familiar with the old knob pick. Uh, that is when um, you. A unsolicited photograph in your DMs of a man's genitalia. Um, I've heard that it's, you know girls get that a lot, and I feel very bad for them because you know nobody wants to go with penises in your inbox. Um, but Bill De Blasio is going to learn that snitches get dick pics. Uh, <laughs> Bill De Blasio, the mayor of New York, came out uh, with a PSA just recently talking and encouraging New York residents to snitch on their neighbors, just like the mayor of New York said snitches get rewards. Bill De Blasio apparently wants you guys to take photos of your neighbors and uh, <laughs> breaking the <laughs> stay-at-home orders. Uh, they provided a, uh, I believe it was some sort of like, it's either an app or a site that you can post those photos to, to submit to the government. Well, the people of New York are much more principled than that. And we all know the, <laughs> we all know the saying, snitches get stitches. And we all know the saying, nobody likes a tattletale. And you know what? It's their fault for, their fault for teaching us that at a young age because now they're reaping what they. So apparently, uh, this initiative didn't go so well with New Yorkers, and they started flooding the inbox of this service with um, pics of male genitalia. 
as well as some spicy Hitler memes to illustrate the uh, fascism that the government is exhibiting right now. And which is uh, more offensive? <laughs> I mean, you know, look. <laughs> well, uh, once again, I will have to say New York is the most place sometimes, and I tip my hat to them for being rebellious and uh, sticking it to the man in a, in a pretty hilarious way. <laughs> The funny thing that I that 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 doesn't register with me and like how his he and his team wouldn't have expected this to backfire because everyone is pretty aggro right now as far as being ice being being forced to stay in in at home. So yeah, and actually, if I can, if I yeah, go, tensions are high already right now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, they are. Uh, no, even today here in California, now there's a a a a new website that essentially it doesn't tell you to snitch, but they want you to be proactive. They want you to help volunteer, uh, go help food banks, uh, help a neighbor mm -hmm. out, be socially connected. These are two examples of government bodies trying to tell us what to do, and we're at a point right now where shut up. Stop yeah. telling us what to do. Yeah. You, didn't, oh, you told me to be correct. a better person after you told me stay inside for the last eight weeks. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, screw you. Yeah, I think we're at peak fu right now for yeah. sure. That's oh man, it, it, it's. I mean, you know, and I think what you said, Jose, it's like you're you're surprised about what they could what they could have expected to have happened in this situation. But I think we're not. I mean, we're 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 overlooking the fact that this is an out of touch boomer man. I mean, look, these people that are actually in power making decisions, most of them are a couple generations older than we are. And we're not young spring chickens ourselves. I mean, we can barely keep a hold of the cultural zeitgeist as but there are two generations below us that are exceedingly out, you know, they're they're out memeing us. And these old people in power have no idea the way the internet works. They think the internet works like 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 AOL the Stepford town you know and everybody's <laughs> going to be prim and proper and <clears throat> it's the like it's this weird like i don't know you know 1950s utopia idea that you know you print some, present somebody with information on the internet and they're going to be respectful and they're going to you know say oh gee golly thanks mister thanks for telling us and thanks, we'll man. be certain to uh yeah, we'll be certain to follow yours. all the laws you know like yeah it's it's it it definitely displays a certain level of disconnectedness to the actual people and just like technology is outpacing all of our all of our authority figures right now and i think that that's probably one of the saving graces for us as a as the you know the us if you will um they can't keep up with the memes they can't keep up with the memes they can't keep up with the technology uh you know, they try their hardest, but every time they try to come out with some sort of initiative on the internet, it becomes the most cringeworthy, memeable thing in the world. So, internet, keep it up. Keep ridiculing these people. Keep, you know, keep speaking truth to power because honestly, unless they decide to just take this whole thing down, they'll never stop it. Right. They'll well, never stop. And, and as far as the technological aspect of it, I think a perfect example of how far behind our older generations are 
um, in entertainment news, there was a they're still doing the versus battles. I brought that up a few episodes ago as well, how on Instagram they're doing a lot of the versus battles. I want to say they're probably like 12 battles in now. It, it, it's still amazing, but you get something different, right? Mm. And um, this week was, uh, if anyone knows, Babyface and Teddy Riley. Mm. And two of the greatest musicians, songwriters, however you want to label them, right? They had to basically reschedule because they had no clue how to use the Instagram, how to get anything to work, how to get the music. And, and every time one of some of the older artists come on, there is kind of like this learning curve they have to go through the first three to five minutes. And these are people who are active in studios with computers and stuff every single day. This is what they do to make a living. This is what they've done for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. But because they're they're still using some of the old stuff they're using some of the new stuff but they are now the people who pay someone hey i don't know how to use this you know how to use this okay this is your paycheck this is what you're going to be doing for me for this project Mm. and that's where they are so to see two men who apparently know how to use every instrument uh computer and analog to make a song they couldn't even collaborate on instagram live without having five people on the side of them telling them what yeah 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 well i mean you so know, we think makes... our politicians are any far ahead uh <laughs> oh no no certainly not yeah they're clueless about this stuff i mean if you ever want an example of how clueless our government is about the internet just listen to the hearings about internet censorship or mm-hmm. and else internet related those people have no no idea what's going on they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you want to know what else they're clueless of? What's that? Paying attention to some things that go on in the news, especially with the situation that we're in, mm. and uh, deciding to mint a coin <laughs> that, that just might not have been a good idea. <laughs> I mean, not a good idea is probably uh, an statement. <laughs> No, it's so, not probably. That is an understatement. So uh, the 2020 quarter is supposed to be in recognition of the national parks. Yes, over the last uh, na- wow, it's been since 2000. Mm-hmm. 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Okay, so over the last 20 years, we're old. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 quarters have been minted to reflect states, national parks. Uh, historic figures, clearly the coins themselves, you know, has George Washington's head on it, you know, but, but um, I don't know if this was well played. Um, so the 2020 quarter is, uh, is again for, for recognizing national parks, but it, it it's tails is one of the bats. <laughs> if bats have tails, which I don't think they do. They have little ones, some really of them. Small ones, yeah. yeah. So, what you know, one may ask what I'm talking about. <laughs> the there have been connections and correlations with how this pandemic has become a pandemic, and where it started to the the intake of food that people were ingesting, uh, which included, but were not limited to. Um, uh, what many of us may consider exotic animal to them may be delicacy. 
it, that's up for debate. Mm. And I'm not questioning thousands of years of culture, but all I know is one can say that uh, the way it was transmitted from from where it started to human in one scenario, if it was not lab created, was uh, from eating a bat. Surprising that a flying rodent would harbor virus. No, no, there's no way that could happen. You know, oh, no, you know what's even more unfortunate? Crazy conspiracy. It's not a rodent. <laughs> a bat is a flying cat. They're Excuse a, me? They, they are, they are... Uh, well, depending they are, on the size of the bat. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, bats, for the most part, are, are more related to cats than than, than rats. So a cat, well, cats can be a carry cat, toxoplasmosis. Can be a, rat. So. a rat can't be a cat, but it can be <laughs> something what looking like a, cat, a bat. Bat, cat, Maybe. rat. Maybe that's I, why they all rhyme. Would you tell me these are tigers with wings? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some <laughs> of the flying foxes are, are gigantic. Those are those, some that's of the true. ones that they eat. But, um, you know, we were talking and maybe a few episodes ago, I was talking about... Um, Oh, we were you, Jose. You were speaking about that book that predicted be yes. a virus and all of that stuff. And so we were talking a little bit, of, and I asked you guys, like, are these glitches in the Matrix? And I'm getting more and more convinced when I see absolutely ridiculously absurd things like, yeah, that we we are witness in the Matrix. Like that shouldn't happen, right? Right. In who no, makes they, that decision? I know. I know they make decisions ahead of time. I, I know they make decisions ahead of time, but that they were setting the release of this mint to be in February, so they knew in January that this was coming out. They knew in February that this is coming out. They, they know were like, about a year in advance. No, this is fine. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. But I'm saying, as far as like you know the the virus is concerned. We've known about the virus since early how January. I do you not pull this information. I get what your question. Yeah. How do you say, okay, well, maybe we'll save the uh, Samoa quarter for next year and we'll just print we'll something the different quarter this year. We have that made already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a pangolin quarter that we really want to push out. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. There has, to, and, and I think that's a lot of what um, this whole scenario brings into question the decisions and the ideals of the decision makers in different places, not just in our politics, not just in our businesses, um, in our U.S. Mint. You know, uh, that that's not someone who, in our opinion, has to make some very tough decisions, but you had one, just one, mm -hmm. and you failed. And, and yeah, you had one job to do. One job. That's it. <laughs> and I think that is a huge proponent of 2020 is realizing and and i know again i've alluded to this as well in our first topic about our situation which is the mental health aspect of all of this the the other thing to keep in mind is these same people who are making some of these super irrational decisions they haven't gotten any break mm -hmm. they don't have a, a stay at home order they have a stay yeah. at work order yeah you know so um, I think we're also seeing what happens when people who are given decision-making power are under a high level of stress and not allowed to release. Yeah. Well, I think this is probably more of a sense of bizarre synchronicity than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I don't necessarily, I mean, like they probably couldn't have changed much anyways. They, you know, like creating a mint in the first place costs a lot of money and, you know, like the press itself costs money and right. they probably only had the one for this year and they were like, well, this is what we're going to push out. So happens to just be a bad. I mean, they could have shaved the wings gonna... off and it could have been a meerkat. What are you, what are you saying to me? Yeah, right it could have been a fox <laughs> or a mouse or Thing. I mean, at least at this point, mice aren't the enemy. So, um, right? Yeah, I think it was a, probably a really silly decision on their part. But I, I, I'm more and more, I'm starting to think that like we live in an AI controlled matrix, and mm-hmm. we're just starting to see the cracks in in the system. Yeah. 2020 was supposed to be a great year. Oh man! <laughs> oh, bro! Four months in the 20s. Or man. Our oh. generation, I was I was telling my wife the other day, I think I've told you guys too, is like our, our generation can't get a freaking break, man. We had 9-11, we had all of the no, wars. We, the the we were alive for those. Well, the riots for sure, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Then we had oh, Y2K, okay. and then we had 9-11, right. and then we had war, all the school shootings. Oh. I mean, like, yeah. dude. Sorry. I think I think nerd. our generation has probably lived more through more gigantic historical events than most generations. I think we'll continue to though. I think if you look at it in the end, like and maybe it's just all about perspective. Maybe there were big things happening in, you know, 1962, but it feels more and more like there's just it's constantly I will say, you know, at the le- at the very least, we're not dealing with uh, nuclear alarms. To yes, thank people. thank goodness for that. I, I'm, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Considering not the circumstances, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Oh. Considering the circumstances, fallout the fallout universe fallout seems like coming. it's almost on time right now. <laughs> if people fallout, don't know the fallout, whole fallout or, um, video game Resident universe, yeah, yeah, or your Resident Evil. The whole Fallout video game is about how America in the future goes to war with China, and that's the end of end of everything, basically. <laughs> and aren't they on like six now? Yeah, well, they're gonna have Fallout Five. Five, yeah, five, five. Yeah, okay. at some point. Yeah. You know, well, I, I I only bring that up survive. to say to our make sure our listeners understand that that doesn't mean that we're coming to a soon end. It means it's a long beginning. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So, last one. Last one, and uh, I'll I'll leave this one to you to bring up because this uh, in in the way that the universe has been working for us right now, this would be this would I I don't know if that there is a word at the moment to describe how of this this would would be if this was true. Right, but this is one of those things where, like, you should not joke about these. Yeah, things. no, and and that's why I wanted to bring this up. So, just buckle up, buckaroos, you guys. We're gonna get into some weird and wacky speculation here for a minute. So, if you're squeamish about any contrary opinion to Let's what the authority is, yeah, guys, just just exit now. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching. But, yeah, you know, like if if you're sensitive about you know us asking questions about the official narrative then it's probably time that we say goodnight to you and thank you um going forward we're going to speculate a little bit on a very bizarre hot mic incident that uh just happened yesterday or today 
um, in the White House. And we're going to just the video out and then maybe we can talk about it afterwards. But the headline reads, um, everybody's been vaccinated around here anyways. Hot mic in White House room catch. NY Times photographer joking with Fox reporter and starts inevitable coronavirus conspiracy theories online. Well, one thing I'd like to say from this, it is heartening that the New York Times and Fox talk to each other when they're not bashing <laughs> each other, right? Right. right. <laughs> it's nice that they like to joke around and be friendly when they're not bashing each other. That's right. pretty cool. All right. <laughs> so the same side of the bear, Maybe that's man. the real conspiracy here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... Uh, so you discussed... Then you said what the title was and what mm. what the clip is, right? Because it's a hot mic. Mm -hmm. So yes. let's listen and let's 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 take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Where do you go, babe? You can take out the mask. The uh, case mortality rates at point one to point three, according to. You is it really? That's, uh, that's that's reassuring. USC. Everybody here has been vaccinated anyway. USC and LA County Public Health. Study. They found that there are 7,000 cases in California, but they really believe that there are anywhere from 221,000 to 442,000 people who have been infected. Really? Yeah. So that makes it 0.1 to 0.3? Is a study to get out there? Yeah, just give it to them. So it suggests that the case mortality rate is 10. Seems Wow. Put your right line with the proof. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Oh, it's a hoax. It was a hoax. So it's a hoax. Uh, Not a hoax. So okay. So before <laughs> before we get before we get too crazy and into the weeds with this, let me just preface all of this by saying. It is very possible that these two gentlemen were joking with each other um, and that, you know, they just have a inside banter with each other that we don't understand as outsiders looking in. My concern isn't so much about what was said, but why it was leaked in the first place. Um, and also, it seems as though a little bit revealing to me that the guy that's talking, one, isn't wearing a mask. Now I know that it's in the press, you know, the press room of the White House, and everybody that goes in there has been some level of tested, maybe. Um, but it seems I wasn't wearing a mask. He came back from a room where it didn't seem like people wearing masks. There was one guy, one reporter wearing masks, but the other ones sitting down weren't. Um, so it's interesting to me that we what we can see not just in this very salacious conversation is the subcon the, the the context or the subcontext of this conversation is that these people aren't really practicing the protocols that they're pushing on us um, and they don't seem to be very worried about it either. This guy, um, the guy that was not wearing a mask, um, was talking about a USC study that just backed up the Stanford University study that suggests the confirmed cases of about 7,000 uh, uh, Californians is a very low estimate. They reckon that as much as 400,000 people have already been infected in California, which would bring the mortality rate of this thing way down to about 0.01, 0.02% which is what the guy was saying to the guy with the mask. 
Now where the craziness comes in, and now we can get into more of the speculation and the conspiracy theory, is that the gentleman in the mask said, well, we've already been vaccinated, so now it is very possible, and I'm going to be qualified because I think it's very possible. I think that we live in a time now where I have to be very careful about where I cite my, my information and qualify things, you know, it is possible that he was joking or he had meant tested. Now, it's possible that he had said that, but he didn't clarify after saying vaccinated. He didn't say, oh, I mean tested. And it doesn't seem as though the other guy was laughing. So know how much of a joke it could have been as well. So if you want to say that in the context of what he meant there was that he got tested, if he got tested positive, and if that positive was that he's just like, well, we all have it, the context of that with what the guy said kind of makes sense. But I don't, I, that's just something that I just came up with because the initial reaction that I thought was they've been vaccinated for this, mm -hmm. which then presents another thing because I thought there was no vaccine. Well, that's that's kind of what this this the this article is is yeah. illustrating that the conspiracy theorists are going to come out. There was a guy that said we got vaccinated. But I mean, look, vaccine. don't blame the conspiracy theorists for jumping on an opportunity of things that don't make sense, because that's what they do. How about instead? Why was there a hot mic and a, le a leak of of a conversation when there was no meaning to air this? Right. You know, why was this allowed to be aired in the first place? Now, the uh, <laughs> the skeptical person in me thinks, well, maybe they want to create the narrative that people are crazy for thinking that this is a hoax and that'll help them push down, push further lockdown because more people will be convinced that this is a hoax. Then we'll be calling they'll be called uh, science deniers. They'll be called anti-vaxxers. They'll be called all the books flat earthers if who knows <laughs> and so they'll be villainized um because they don't tow the official narrative and so i'm wondering if that this was not some sort of some sort of psyop if you will mm. to bait the conspiracy theorists into, into kind crazy of speculation so that they can crack down on people even further by saying, look at these crazy people who think mm -hmm. that this is a totally a hoax. Mm -hmm. You know, and I could see how that that could be a very easy way to manipulate a crowd. Right. And, and using this to kind of go into the same with the celebrities and so many different facets that they've pushed, what you're saying, Nick holds so much validity because they have, and I don't care what anyone says, they have utilized a lot of their avenues to promote. They're not bringing awareness. They are promoting this thing. It's a new movie. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the the next oh, release yeah. on uh, Netflix. And um, I think the, the best thing that can come of a video like this is not necessarily people going forth and saying, oh, well, I don't believe it or I do believe it, but maybe people actually look it up and do some reading. Yeah. As I said a moment ago, read more read yeah. more about the things you're involved in yeah um be informed and be, and, be and entirely informed and maybe this also should illustrate to the people that sometimes the official narrative is not what the 
true narrative is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just saw, like I said before, you just saw the New York Times and Fox News talking to each other like they've been best buddies forever. Now, in their public appearances, they lambast each other for being either libtards or conservatards or whatever. And here they're hanging out and talking funny. Hey, you don't need to wear that mask, Bill. The 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 death rate is point point zero two percent. It's sports, you know? I'm telling you. And it's and so like it's sports. But you know, we're not we're not getting that from our mainstream media. Our mainstream media and you know, like has been saying it's gonna get worse, it's gonna get worse, this could get bad. If things are things are mellowing out, but we gotta make sure that we're ready for round two, or you know, so like I think at least this can illustrate that there are two narratives running by side. There's a public narrative and then a private narrative. And we should probably be more aware about what these public narratives are. Mm -hmm. So that way it doesn't, it doesn't make us just swallow the public narrative whole hog. We should know the private narrative to understand the public narratives. Yeah. But, but further also, this kind of also illustrates, and we didn't bring this article up because we are running short on time. So I won't do it now, but there is a, there is a level of access you get when you're wealthy. Yeah. And there is a level of access you get when you're wealthy that nobody else knows about. And if the public were to find out, would probably make them quite angry because it would seem that if you're in the circle, you're going to have access to things a lot sooner and more readily available than everybody else. Well, and I think uh, if society is honest with themselves, that's, that's not neither a secret nor is it um, anything to be concerned about. And I'll explain what I mean. We all are aware that people with more money, they don't have to go to a doctor's office. The doctor comes to their home. We're all aware that uh, people with more money and more uh, higher level of finance, they don't even clean their own restroom. Not even thinking about the rest of the home. They don't clean their own restroom. Someone else does mm. that for them. When we put all of those things in the context of course, we should assume, and I, I don't like to use that word, but uh, we should. We should have the automatic assumption that anyone who is in a higher tax bracket is automatically going to have more accessibility. I'm not yeah. even going to say that they are deserving, that they mm. are on a list to get it first, but they are simply going to have more accessibility because even if every single one of us are able to get in line, that person at the front of the line likes money and that person who has money is going to reach into their bank account and say, hey, I'll give you $50 if you let me go first. Mm. So I think the fact that there are even people who would have the notion or have the thought that having money or having a level of status wouldn't help you in this or any other scenario, that's, that's a form of lying to yourself to make you feel better about your place in life. And I think what we're alluding to right now before we uh, decide to sign off um, is that when we say that, you know, people in, in a certain circle will have access, we were t referring to the idea that there, I mean, if there was a vaccine, the people who are in the White House press junket are probably going to be some of the first people to get it because they're in the know, they're in the circle, you know. They're within coughing distance of the president. They're within coughing distance of the president. Exactly. So, you know, it's not to say that they, you know, they're holding out on a vaccine or whatever. Um, but it is to say if there was one that existed, it wouldn't be readily available to us yet. Right. So. And also, if, if there is one, I would be very interested to know. 
um, who would it, who they tested on? Yeah, and I honestly, I like if there was a vaccine out, I don't know if I would want it. <laughs> Human trials haven't even been open for an entire month yet. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I would Very like curious. to see the side effects maybe in ten years. Hey, if there's you know. a guy who's lifting a car with one hand, I might, I might go ahead and put my name in that hat. <laughs> well, we seem to have, we've seemed to have forgotten about thalidomide and you know the uh, the chemicals that can cause you know sterilization oh, yeah. and and. Yeah, yeah abnormalities in birth in vaccines i mean like those exist so we should definitely be careful anyways we got to wrap it up so <laughs> we've been going on for about an hour 15 i think that's 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 probably good for us thank you guys for listening we really appreciate uh you uh taking the time to listen with us uh stay tuned we'll have some more videos coming out this week um we're probably going to do a themed conversation at this week i uh, don't know exactly what the theme will be yet but we are also looking for uh movies or tv to review so if you have ideas please let us know in the comments um just shoot us a message follow us subscribe all that good stuff all right well for thinkering i'm jose i'm nick and i am keelan until next time thanks a lot guys peace